If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Thank you. Friday to everyone in the sports universe. It is November the 5th, 2021. This is the AM Drive on 12 on Sports, and we are live. We're in Crouch. I am Michael Carbell's Aaron, what's going on, dude? Not a whole lot. It's uh, the end of the week, which means we've got football coming up all weekend. And uh, what's more exciting than that? Nothing much. That's why we're here. Aaron. If you run a podcast or a small business, it's hard spreading the word. You got friends and family that want to check it out, but will they? I hope so. I hope so, too. Well, it's time to make that easy and grow with Popple. P-O-P-L. No more begging for views. No more, hey, check this out when you get a chance. Popple is an easy-to-use but high-tech digital business card. Get your Popple using the code AMDRIVE for 20% off. Set up your links and share. People you share it with don't even need Popple. Again, when you buy your Popple in keychain, credit card, or even pop socket form, use the code AMDRIVE, all caps, no spaces, for 20% off on popl.co. Any last words on Popple? Buy it, love it, share it, enjoy it. Make money. Woohoo. All right. As you guys can tell, the Colts won. How can you tell that? Because I'm wearing my Colts swag from Fanatics, by the way. But of course, I got from Mike and Aaron, Mike and Aaron Drive.com and click the Fanatics logo. But the Colts dominate the Jets. Um, and of course, everybody's saying, well, it's, it's just the Jets. And I've told people since the Baltimore Ravens game, when we were up on them pretty big, yes, we blew the lead. I will admit that. We actually blew a lead in this one and all. And gave them a little almost chance to cover, but thankfully we were able to win by 15. But I told people the Colts have looked good for the better part of three or four weeks now. We're getting healthy. Jonathan Taylor is electric right now. Carson Wentz is playing smarter football. And it was our first primetime home game since like 2017. So what do we do? It was the first time since 2007 when we scored in our first four drives. Crazy to think about, but I was very happy about the win. Also, shout out to Mike White, who says he should be fine. He started off hot once again, and that was kind of scary, but I guess thankfully is the right word. He went down, but um, it was a good game um, for the Colts, at least, and Jets are still reeling. Yeah, I can't catch a break. I, uh, I've had so <laughs> many issues fantasy-wise with my quarterbacks this year. And I finally thought I had another, you know, diamond in the rough and he went down. Hopefully it's not too serious because I'm just running out of people to play. But <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a situation where, I, you know, a lot of people, everybody, and I understand getting the quarterback hurt, but it seemed like everybody and their mother loved the Jets plus the 10 and a half this game. I understand, you know, that last week they had almost the same spread and won outright, but the Jets are still a bad team. <laughs> and yeah. You have to kind of remember that the the comeback, yeah, that was a little scary. I mean, Josh Johnson is still in the league. That's incredible. That was he was he played for the Buccaneers for a couple of years as a backup. I think he's played for a lot of teams. I want to look this well, up. I'm pretty sure Josh the Buccaneers were one around. of those teams. Yes, that is correct. Josh Johnson was he was a member of the Redskins when they were the Redskins. Yes, right. Be careful with that, Aaron. Well, let's see. Here we go. Are you ready for this? It's, yeah. Uh, let's count. Let's split the game. How many teams? All right, so we have Tampa Bay, San Francisco, the Sacramento Mountain Lions of the UFL. Hey, I don't count that. That's two. Just wait. Cleveland, Cincinnati, San Francisco again, Cincinnati again, the Jets, the Colts, the Bills, the Ravens, 
the Giants, the Texans, the Raiders, the San Diego fleet of the American Alliance of Football. That was AAF. That was a good league. The Redskins, the Lions, the Los Angeles Wildcats of the XFL. Whoa. The third stint with the 49ers and now a second stint with the Jets. Some of that was practice squad. Um, so I believe that was, that was 12 or the 17. Uh, Is it better than I lost count? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, six, seventeen different stops. But he like, had like, three stints with the 49ers, two stints with the Bengals, and two stints with the Jets. It's so like fourteen different NFL teams, or yes. at least twelve different NFL teams. Was well, at least signed to a roster. Now there's some some uh, spots where he was just a practice squad guy, but that's cool yeah. though. Hey, he something he's doing something right, and what is that? Getting his family money. I mean, that's all that that looks like to me. I'm happy for the guy. I really am that he got a chance. Yeah, another I'm, one. I'm not hating on him. I'm just saying, like I, when when Mike White came out and out out trust this kind of scrawny little black guy, and I'm like, who the hell is that? Johnson on the back. I'm like, I don't can't think of anybody other than Josh Johnson. Sure, a damn enough. It was Josh Johnson. <laughs> Aaron, were you impressed with Mike White to start off the game? This guy, did you know for the first time ever since next-gen stats became a thing, the Jets had over 10 air yards of passing, an attempt. Oh, per attempt. I'm like, wait, what? No, that's not. That's like, I'm like, what the heck? For the first time ever since they've tracked that. Not Zach Wilson, not Mark None of these people have done that. I mean, it's... Mike White and Josh Johnson just did that. <laughs> I mean, it's a situation where they they've they've had trouble running the football all together, but it's not a it's not a recipe for success when your your only method of offense is the quote unquote deep ball, the ten to twenty yard ball. So right. um, I know everybody gives crap for Brady and 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 Breeze, and I mean I know Breeze was a big deep ball guy back in the day, but as he got older, you know the Michael Thomas slant route became you know the coup de jour. You know, a lot of your offense, and I said this with Ben Roethlisberger, a lot of your offense needs to be get the ball to your playmaker and let the playmaker playmake. Good so point. It's not, I mean, cool. It's flashy. We we live in a stat-filled world, but um, it's not a recipe for success, and I think the Jets should know that, but I think they were kind of, I mean, what did Josh Johnson He threw for over 300 yards last night. <sighs> and by the way, our secondary, I mean, I, that's the only, we are terrible. I If we put the Seahawks again, they might roast us again. If, of course, Russell Wilson plays. I'm like, I don't know what's the problem. Like, that's that's kind of – we got to fix that or we're not going to win a playoff game, like, at all. Well, I mean, it's a good step in the right direction. But, uh, you know, and you look at the, the schedule for, for, for Indianapolis, they've got – they've got a – how do I say this? They've got a, a three-game test for me personally that I think will dictate their season. Now I'm trying to pull up their schedule here really quick because I think we got the Jets win. You got the Jaguars next week's probably going to be a win. Another one against the Jaguars in the, the season. You got the Texans, and then you've got four games against the Bills, Buccaneers, Patriots, and Cardinals. We're getting two of those. If you can win two, you're looking at probably a nine and uh, excuse me a, a nine, nine and eight, eight or a ten and seven season. Is that good enough? I don't know. We'll see. It's not good enough <laughs> to win the division, I think, in my opinion. But it could get a ten and seven team could get in in the AFC. I think. I think most surely they'll get into something in the AFC. Come on, as a seven seed and sneak around. We'll see what happens. All you need to do is get in. Well, I'll tell you what. Who got in quite a bit and was quite an amazing player. How about we switch gears to Buster Posey? Aaron, one of my favorite players of all time, who I never knew anything about in the MLB was Buster Posey. He was just a guy who came to work as a premier catcher, was never – I mean, he was never a flashy name, name in my opinion. He was always a guy that was always good, but no one ever put him as like – I don't understand. They say he's a, he's a good catcher, but I never heard the term great. I think Buster Posey was great. I think a lot of people put Buster Posey as a great. I mean, it's it's you know, incredible. The casual baseball fan knows who Buster Posey is. They just don't know anything about him. Maybe that's baseball's poor marketing. There's no way he's a good catcher. Well, there's a lot of people that don't know about Miguel Cabrera, who might be one of our time's greatest hitters. 
a lot of people out there who don't know about Mike Trout, and he might be one of the game's greatest players of all time. I mean, the baseball marketing situation is just atrocious, especially if you play for a West Coast team. I love um, Buster Posey, though. Buster Posey. I mean, if you're from back east, he's a Florida State guy. So, obviously. Wow, aren't you happy? Of course. Seven-time All-Star, three-time World Series champion, and NL MVP. Catchers don't do that. Catchers yeah. don't win MVP. Rookie of the year, won a gold glove, four-time silver slugger, two-time defensive player of the year, the Hank Aaron Award, two-time comeback player of the year. Wow. Um, That's perseverance. I mean, he's an auto Hall of Famer. That's for dang sure. You think he's first ballot? Because I do. 100%. I mean, he had 1,500 hits in basically about 10 years. And it might be tough based on the injuries uh, to be first ballot. But I think when he played, absolutely, he was a first ballot Hall of Famer. Let's give uh, a vice golf clap to him, Buster Posey here. Yeah. I mean, I, I, okay. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. That's a new he tradition. Should, he, he should be a Hall of Famer. I, I think so. I just class act guy. Sure. Was he always with the Giants? As far as I know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What a what a legend, dude. I, I love shout out Buster Posey. I would love to have him on the show. I know that's never that's never gonna happen until we get bigger and bigger and bigger. Never but say I never. I love being some Buster Posey. Never say never. I think it'd be a cool guy to talk to and just say, like, just admire. This is a class. I never heard anything bad about him. Uh the only thing. I know he sat out 2020 for COVID. Now, depending on your, uh, you know, your belief on that. But other than that, I would say if that's the worst thing you could find on him, then, then he's, he's got a pretty spotless resume. Pretty much. Jack Eichel. Speaking of spotless resumes, ooh, um, to the Vegas Golden Knights, he's going to have disc surgery. For those who don't know, that means it's not a CD player. That's a back surgery. <laughs> so, um, Mr. Jack Eichel. The Vegas Golden Knights. I believe the Golden Knights and the Kraken won last night, so that was kind of cool. We beat a, a Sabres team that was reeling, and you guys, I forgot who you beat. Obviously, Jack Eichel didn't play, but, you know. <laughs> um. So, Jack, what is your take on Jack Eichel once he does a world return to form? Hopefully, what's your take on this trade? So, looking at the trade, just at a, a Vegas Golden Knight fan, and the tough, you know, the season's obviously tough. Oh, yeah, I didn't even realize I wore the hat today. Oh. Um, you know, the season's obviously a tough one. It feels like they're just throwing out a, a scout team out there right now. Oh. And, and obviously, you know, the the trade of Zach Eichel, Zach, Jack Eichel, <laughs> um, is not going to show itself for at least three months. He's going to have this surgery. It's a relatively new surgery. And there is always that small chance that, you know, things don't go well. So, mm. For the organization, I think it's incredible what they've done. I'm a little, you know, again, each and every time this happens, I'm a little nervous about the perception that Vegas is giving to free agents and, you know, potential people that want to come to this team. I mean, Alex Tuck was an original member of the Golden Knights. He's been incredible on the ice. And it, the only problem is he just has a hard time staying healthy, and he was not healthy right now. Peyton Krebs, a first-round pick, I believe, two, maybe three years ago. Mr. Krebs just hasn't really materialized and has actually gotten time early in this season. And I think the organization had kind of seen enough to know that uh, we don't want him to play anymore and risk him stinking and getting nothing for him. So they're trading a lot of potential there to Buffalo. And and if these two guys pan out, Buffalo's got two key cornerstone pieces. I think Alex Tuck's only like 24, 25 years old. So when he gets healthy, he's going to be, you know, a, a positive chip for the Buffalo Sabres. All for a guy who, you know, we think is going to play this year. But if not, at worst, he's going to play next year. He's got like four or five years left on that massive $10 million a year deal. And that top, that top line has to perform going forward. I mean, you have a $10 million Eichel. You have a nine-and-change million dollar Mark Stone. And you have a seven-and-change million dollar Pacioretty. I believe his contract's coming up, but they're going to try to probably re-sign him for a little bit less. Um, there's no more excuses. Like, if they can get, if they can find themselves in February and March when Jack Eichel is supposed to be ready to come back, Mark Stone should be back and Patrick Reddy should be back at that point. If they can find a way to have themselves playoff ready, that line plus the second line, the misfit line, that that's a that it, that's a tough, formidable opponent. No matter where you have to play them in the playoffs, but it's all a big series of what ifs. And this is a trade that can elevate 
Vegas to that finally getting that hump of the cup, which is what their owner, all their owner cares about right now. And, or it could be something that sets this team back for a decade and you're selling tickets on the street for $5. Wow. (laughs) No in between, damn it. I don't think so. Not, not, not trading for a guy like this because he's been called a lot of things, a cancer, a superstar, like where, where does he fall? Like he's, he's got almost kind of Odell Beckham Jr. Tendencies with this whole, the whole way this thing went down. Like, the minute something doesn't go his way, is he just going to ter- turn and throw a temper tantrum like he did in, in Buffalo? God, I hope not. Fair enough. Well, Aaron, we got to take a break here. When we come back, there's no commercials after this because we're doing our Friday football frenzy officially. That doesn't even make sense. We'll do it when we come back to the AM Drive on Toronto Sports. We're talking foot freaking ball with some grown men. We'll be right back. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support Twelve Ounce Sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code 120Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. Every shirt maintains its six-way stretch and breathe a Very soft. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> so now, Golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Stop overpaying and start playing smart. Get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. College at fanatics.com, the largest assortment of officially licensed fan gear for more than 500 colleges. Every conference, every team. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Welcome back here to the AM Drive live on 12 Ounce Sports. And folks, we want to let you guys know our newest and proudest sponsor is Pick'em Wars. So this segment, our next part of our show is brought to you by Pick'em Wars. Make picks against the spread every week to win real cash prizes. Pick'em Wars is 100% free to play, which makes it that much better. Compete against friends and even us here at the AM Drive for the ultimate bragging rights. www.pickemwars.com slash fly. That's pickemwars.com slash F-L-Y to support the show. Thank you so much for these awesome guys there. I've enjoyed my dealings with them so far. Aaron, any last words on Pick'em Wars? Have you made your picks this week as I did last night? Yeah, I did. I made, uh, it was like 15 picks. Yeah, First, one. Uh, did you do college and pro? I think so. Not to cool. check now. There's like 800 people for each of those so far. And literally, I was looking at it. <clears throat> one of the reasons, because they paid out $68,000 so far, uh-huh. which is insane. But um, the last contest I saw, two the top two people won $136 each. Can you imagine just making picks on a free website and they PayPal you $136? Bucks? Seems pretty cool. I'm good with that. Yeah, it looks like I uh, actually just made college football picks. So I've got a enter into another contest here in the next day or two. And folks, by the way, when you do your picks, a little thing I've learned, they do the spreads early. So if the spreads move, you can't just go back there and read and change your picks. So make sure you know what you're doing. Like Aaron said, before you even look at them, just think with these games, 
what do I think the spread should be? Because some of the spreads I found out moved in my favor, and I was able to make my picks a little bit easier. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I have uh, my college football week 10 picks in the $600 contest plus 60,000 uh, potential uh, of these boosts, these token boosts. So, Thank you. I have 27 of those. How much do you have? Of those? None. These are my first uh, contest I'm entering this cool. week. So. I'm try my highest is 14, so I'm, I'm happy to, to get on the top 10 or even top 5 this week. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm hoping for the same thing too. But yeah. you, can, you can also get into that. It's free to enter, um, and you can buy these token boosts as well, but I think it's much more fun to win them. <laughs> but we're not encouraging we're not discouraging you not to buy them of course no of course we want you to buy all of them that way we can uh you know have uh, pick em wars become really big and, and and take us with them love those guys okay our um our um our odds are provided by betus.com code 120z for 125 percent deposit bonus just tell them we sent you and you'll thank us later when you start cashing big okay our first game we're going to get to is Liberty versus number 16, Ole Miss. This game's at noon Eastern. All times are Eastern. Hugh Freeze, Aaron, is back in Oxford. It'll be Mal Malik Willis versus Matt Corral. Ole Miss is 9.5 here in the over-under is 67. Thoughts on this game? Because I think I got Liberty. I'm plus 9. Yeah, so you have to look at a situation where Ole Miss is just kind of, uh, I don't want to say an average football team, but huh. – they're kind of middle of the road. They're six and two, not really going to make a ton of noise in the SEC West unless, you know, crazy things shake up. But that loss to Alabama, it's really tough for them. So you really have to find motivation. And obviously, you know, the motivation is the other side with Liberty and they want to play well for their coach and and kind of, you know, become, you know, a story, I guess. I mean, Hugh Freeze is known at Ole Miss for upsets. He upset Alabama twice. So nine and a half doesn't seem like a lot for a team in the SEC versus uh, I don't even know where Liberty is. And they might be independent. Um, right. But, but after, after losing to Auburn last week, you get you just got to kind of find the energy here. And I kind of I kind of dig the uh, kind of dig the Liberty spot as well. You know, Hugh Freeze is going to hopefully have Malik and company up for this game. And uh, will Lane Kiffin have the same energy? I don't know. Ooh. Um, this game is now at nine, which is why I said nine. I'm looking at two different things at the same time, but originally it was nine and a half. So it's now moved to nine. I don't know if that makes a difference for you, but this I mean, always getting a half a point. The, the spot I look at most of my lines are, and I don't want to reveal them because they're not partnered with us here at uh, the AM drive, but the spot I look at the lines right now still has nine and a half at the moment. So, um, as much as we love bet us, you know, make sure you shop around. You always want to provide the best lines. For sure, for sure. Let's shop around with the next game here. Ah, oh, that was good. Um, Tulsa versus um, my number four team, the Cincinnati Bearcats. I'm not going to say what number they are because when I was writing this down, I actually put five, and I was like, oh, my God, they're six. So I'm going to say my number four team, Cincinnati Bearcats, at 3.30 Eastern. How much do the Bearcats have to win by here to overcome disrespectful sixth place? It's 22.5 points, by the way. Well, my number two team – Cincinnati Bearcats uh, now need to start focusing on quality wins and blowouts. And Tulsa, I feel bad for you. Um, the this could not have come at a worse time for you because I, I believe Luke Fickle and Desmond Ritter um, need to basically start beating the living hell out of opponents. My and, twelve to one is going to work too. And I think it was also a little bit of motivation. Uh, the committee. He uh, the the committee asked or the broadcast, the ESPN broadcast asked Desmond Ritter to come on the show to kind of discuss, well, at the time, their number six ranking. And basically, Desmond Ritter said, y'all can kick rocks at this point. So oh. I, I love that fact, because what are they going to go? They're going to come on and grill him or try to poke the bear and make him say something he regrets. No, kudos to Desmond Ritter. Go out there. Win some games on the field, but we said this a couple weeks ago. Like at some point, they're going to start have to win, having to win sexy, and it's just amazing to me that the AP and coaches can all see this as a number two squad, but a group full of of people with an agenda can't. So keeping it on the field, Cincinnati by a million. Aha! And this is in my AM Drive five, so I'll, I'll reserve um credit for that. But um, 
Well, it was in mine too. I just I forgot, uh, but whatever. I said it. Well, there you go. Okay, next up, number three, Michigan State versus Purdue Boilermakers. And Aaron, I believe I mean, this game's only a three, by the way. Depending on where you get it, that might be huge. But I think Purdue has a good chance to upset the team. I'm. I just think that Michigan State, they're riding high. They they just they had to come back and beat Michigan. Purdue's a tough little team, man. And Beck's Boilermakers are are not a bad team. I thought they were, he thought they were going to lay down when they lost their running back. They're not bad, and only getting three points on the road here. I actually on my pick of wars, I have Purdue plus two and a half or plus three and a half. Forgot what it's at. That's a big deal, but yeah. Yeah, so I think everybody's seeing Purdue and beating Iowa when they were number two, you know, and, and we've seen yeah. about what, what Iowa's worth at this point right now. It's Ooh. still amazing their fall from, from the rankings. Traditional, what they, it's what Good. they do. It's what they do, but it's still amazing. I don't know why you have so much hate for Iowa because of that Penn State game. Um, Pete of my eyes. <laughs> I don't think Purdue has the upset chance here. Uh, they're not a bad football team. But I think Mel Tucker knows what's on the line for him, and it's the potential LSU job or something really big like USC. And I don't think – I think an upset right here would be incredibly unfortunate for for um, Michigan State right now. Um, you know, Kenneth Walker is putting himself in a Heisman situation where there's not a yeah. ton of people taking the lead here. And what do you have, 196 yards and five touchdowns last week. If in a comeback, do- which is insane. Yeah, if he can do something along those lines, you know, another 203 touchdowns, I think he can actually move up into getting invited to New York. So uh, I'm going to say no upsets. Uh, I'll take – I'll lay the three points in this spot with Michigan State. Oh, you're on Michigan State here? Come on. Don't do that to me. That's how I feel. Well, have you done better with college football recently? Um, yes, I've learned to pick a lot less and try to focus in on one or two games a week. And this week in the AM drive five, I have three, actually. <laughs> I have three as well, I believe. Yeah, I got three. Um, you Vols on AM drive picks, by the way, you could have made some money with me last night. I had a three game parlay with three different sports. It was my Colts with the over. They did that by themselves and the Jets helped out as well. Go way over. You could have bought points there or whatever. Um, I don't even know how that works. Yeah, um, I got I to start posted more like I had a pick for the game uh last night it actually came through and I put the Colts on a teaser as well with some Sunday games and obviously one leg of that's come through but I got to get better about posting uh it was a lot better earlier in the year and then life is just happening right now so amen Aaron's working hard um I also want I also had the um over in it was a college football game oh yeah I think it was Georgia State game actually and they almost won. Oh, something like that. And then I had an NBA. Um, that was ah, I had the Kraken over. I had the Lakers under. I had the Colts over. Three teams I know very well. I would say, and they, it was it was a fun night. And was AM drive picks. Let's move on here. Sorry, number thirteen Auburn, number fourteen Texas A and M. Aaron, this game to me is too easy to pick because it sets up for. Well, Auburn beat Texas A&M, and Alabama could not. That just makes the, that would make the Auburn-Alabama game so much better as Alabama's beating the, the living God for the living crap out of LSU this weekend, although 20, that's a lot of points. But you think Auburn does the job here? I do. Uh, you know, it'd be nice to see setting up a, a pretty awesome, you know, matchup in the Iron Bowl here. Because you know we all love that, um, right? But it's this is a tough one because, I mean, the it's five for Texas A&M and forty nine and a half. By the way, in case you were wondering, yeah, Texas A&M. I mean, they they met up last year in Auburn, and it's effectively same general rosters. Like, and and Texas won, uh, Texas A&M won by eleven. Right. You know, Auburn is. I don't know. They're not great. I don't even really know how to how to say this. It's just <laughs> they're not a great football team. I understand they won last week and and, and everything, but how, how do I put this delicately? Like Jimbo Fisher should be able to outcoach Brian Harson in this spot. Mm. And but I mean, 
at home, I, I'm going to take the five here, or I'm going to give the five, I guess. I think Bo Nix has played better this year, and he's under the radar playing better. It's not fantastic. I still don't think he's a great quarterback, but he showed life to me in times where I thought he would just be a terrible quarterback. He's shown a little bit of life, and I don't know if how much, as you say, don't bet on players too much unless if they're Aaron Rodgers, obviously. But something about this game. Plus, I mean, come on, you can't go any three here. You're just gonna say oh, get just five all the way. I mean, five kind of makes sense, you know. On a neutral site, we're looking at like a two point favorite. Is it a neutral site? No, I'm saying if it were a neutral site, oh. it's it's in College Station right now, or you know, it's in College Station. Um, I think. I think Texas A&M's two, two to three points better on a neutral site than, than Auburn is. But like you said, Auburn's, you know, Auburn's playing well uh, after that dose of reality they got from Georgia. Um, they played Georgia well in the first half, by the way. Yeah, they've rebounded to beat Arkansas and Mississippi. And this is the third of their four straight ranked opponents in Texas A&M, Mississippi State. Now, if they can get through them, this could be setting up a huge gargantuan showdown against Alabama, but I'm just not hundred percent sure they can. I just, I just not hundred percent sure they can. And either way, this can makes Alabama come out looking like a rose because if Texas A&M beats Auburn, they move into the top 10. So Alabama's quality loss becomes a top 10 opponent. That Yeah. They, you might've changed my mind. That's actually, that's actually a good point. And then if Auburn wins this game and then, Probably beats Mississippi State. It sets up a maybe even this would be crazy, but it could set up a top five matchup against Alabama. It, God, it, it wouldn't surprise it, me. Cincinnati would be at seven at that point, probably. It totally could. I I'm not taking anything away from the teams ahead of them, but this playoff committee has 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 proven time and time again they have their own agenda. And if they're this proven if, the rednecks, if they want to find a way to put a two loss Alabama team in. You watch Auburn number five come uh, November 27th. Paul Feinbaum probably on the committee too. I'm kidding. Remember this segment <laughs> is an advisor. <laughs> this segment is presented by Pick Morris. Make picks against the spread every week to win real cash prizes. They're 100% free to play, which makes it that much better. Compete against friends and even us here at the AM Drive for the ultimate bragging rights at www.pickamores.com slash fly. That's pickemwars.com slash F-L-Y. Okay, we continue here on the Friday Football Frenzy. Let's get up next to Aaron. I, this game I don't know a lot about, but I know these teams are combined 14-2. and two. UTSA, and I believe they just extended their coach for a big deal. Um, They're 8-0. They're getting 11 points here against UTEP. That's University of Texas El Paso. Can San Antonio get the job done here? Because I think El Paso has some little bit of words. I think El Paso loses by 10 or less. That was on my pick em wars. Nice. Well, yeah, I mean, the UTSA situation here has been a big one. Um, you know, it's really shocking uh, that, that you're right. They signed a, a trailer. I don't remember his first name, the coach, to a 10-year extension with a $2.8 million average salary. That's really shocking considering – the fact that, you know, most of these guys that take jobs at Texas San Antonio on their way to bigger and better programs. and, and USC, yeah. Well, allegedly, nobody's going to go from UT San Antonio to USC, but uh, he was on Texas Tech's radar. And maybe that's why, you know, they didn't want the distraction to continue and have to answer so many questions about that in the midst of a potential undefeated season. Yeah. Uh, with that all in the rearview mirror and coming off a of bye week, I, I think they might have a chance here. I mean... Like you said, that's a lot of points to lay on the road. But uh, UTSA right now, 4-0 against the spread on the road. 4-0 straight up on the road. Um, you know, you have UTEP, who is 3-1 against the spread at home and 4-0 straight up at home. Something's got to give here. I'm kind of yeah. kind of rooting for this uh, UTSA team to keep on rolling. Not really want to touch anything, but if I had to, I'm always going to take points. So I'm, I'll, I'll stick with you on the UTEP side here. Thank you, sir. Remember, go to pickamores.com slash fly and make that pick just like us. I think the over might be a good spot here. There you go. Aaron, are you ready? Are we grown men? I feel like it. I'm grown Woo! men in my, in my awesome hoodie. It's 45 degrees, and guess who didn't wear their hoodie? This guy. I had to do the Colts here. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
I know. I can respect it. You know, all the wheeze you threw out in the first segment, you know. Well, we were incredible. So Figured you were still wearing your jersey from the game last night when you, you know, you played. Right. AM Drive the online for $26 hoodies, $16 shirts, and $13 mugs. This, this, and you're right. This mug has nothing in it. But this is a nice mug, dude. <laughs> By the way, I owe you a 12-ounce glass for that Florida-Georgia bet. I'll send you my Addy. All right. Fair enough. But no Adderalls. Well, I'm not going to send you Adderall. No, you're right. Yeah, please don't do that. It doesn't even work. Um, For me, at least. <laughs> NFL. This is crazy. Browns-Bengals at 1 o'clock. And Aaron, there's obviously an elephant in the room. His name is Odell Beckham Jr. And his father is Odell Beckham Sr. OBS, by the way. The Bengals are minus 2.5 right here against the Browns at home. And it's over-under is 47. I got the Browns. Plus 2.5. Yeah, so the elephant in the room has actually, I believe, officially stepped out. I believe this morning it came down the wire that uh, they're officially going to uh, reach a settlement to cut Odell Beckham Jr. Jackass. And they can move on from this, move on from the problem. Jarvis Landry's coming back fully. And uh, right. I'm, I'm digging Cleveland as well in this spot. Getting two and a half points. I'd love to see I'd love to see this line move. Yeah. To be honest with you, it's just with all the news and everything, yeah, um, we just haven't got it to come off of two and a half really since Monday anywhere. It's been two and a half pretty much everywhere since Monday, and this might be a teaser option. Um, look at, I'm looking at a lot of teasers this week, um, and I'll post them as best as I can on on AM Drive Picks. Um, but this is another one of those spots where I'm thinking that the teaser. Option could work a little six or seven points to cross all the big numbers, three, seven, and hopefully maybe get it up to like 10 in this spot. But I also think Cleveland can win this game outright. Hell yeah. Bit by I, I did too, actually. At home, so. I did too. Um, let's get to our next game here. Texans and Dolphins in a battle for the number one pick. And Aaron, I have a question for you. I want to first get to the spread here. The Texans and the Dolphins, it's a five and a half in favor of the Dolphins, and it's 46 for the over-under. I looked at the stats for this game, and I, I think the Dolphins give up a lot of passing yards, which is why I'm wondering if Davis Mills, although he's been thinking and dunking a lot, I do wonder if the Texans can keep this close or even win, surprisingly, and Brian Flores would be in hell. Um, but what would you rather do, Aaron, attend this game with free tickets or attend the Sean Watson trial? Oh, God. What I'm a, going to Sean Watson trial. What a this or that here. Um, I, I no, I don't want to go to court. Come on. Reason. I wouldn't want to attend this game either, though. That's the thing. <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. Uh, I think uh, the Jaguars also have something to say about this whole battle for the number one pick thing. They're uh, hold my beer uh, in this spot as well. They can't lose this week, though. I think they're on by or no, they play Buffalo. They're going to lose. <laughs> um. Wow. But I don't know. I don't know how this game made the dockets. Um, Where's the battle for the number one pick? Come on now. Who cares? Who even is the number one pick next year? There is no consensus. Dude, you're, you ain't lying. Oh, good, because the one dude broke his ankle or whatever. Like, I mean, who is the number one? I mean, Matt Corral, are you really super excited to go no, get hell Matt Corral no. if you're either of these teams? Like, well, I would be excited with him when his coach is doing it for him. So, like, it's, again, wh who is the – well, who is so excited to have this number one pick uh, right now? But I mean, if you you put it in the you put it in here, but uh, I can't imagine I'll be doing anything uh, remotely related to tuning into this. You know, I love to clog the toilet bowls, man. Come on, I almost put in who's going to win, who has a better chance to win, Arizona or whoever the other defeated team is. There's two zero and eight teams in college football playing this weekend. Playing I think one other? of no one of them is playing. One of like a ten. I think Arizona is a ten point underdog at, at zero and eight. I think another team is like zero and eight, and they're like only a three point underdog. Joy. I I, I I spared you on that one. Okay, but oh, you got any play here? By the way, five and a half. I'm going plus five and a half Texans. Sure. I mean, I haven't gotten it. I'll I'll take the Dolphins just for pick them more purposes. He's saying stay away. Yeah, stay far away. I mean, look. I'm looking at the the NFL draft big board here. And the first five positions that are allegedly, you know, the top pro projected picks, 
Edge rusher, safety, offensive tackle, cornerback, and edge rusher. God. So. Oh my God. I mean, here's a question: If the Houston Texans win the number one pick, is there a chance they take Chris Olave, the wide receiver from Ohio State, at number one overall? Probably not. They'll probably take Kayvon Thibodeau. But this is my point. That's these bad. are the these, these are your options for the number one pick. And I know that there's still a lot of movement because a lot of things happen in the offseason. But I mean, they're hoping for next year. Your top QB options are Malik Willis and Matt Corral. Like, if you want Malik Willis, just keep Tyrod Taylor at that point. If you're Houston. You know they won't do it because Tyrod Taylor has no has no friends. Now here's a I'm question. your friend, Tyrod. Here's a question. If Miami ends up getting the number one pick, would the number one pick be sufficient enough to land Deshaun Watson? Straight up. Chris Olave and Deshaun Watson, yes. Hell yes. Yeah. I mean, it, okay, put it this way. If Brian Flores is still the coach, he won't be. If Brian Flores is still the coach. I think that's huge because it's. I don't want to go this route, but what if they hire some white offensive coordinator? Do you think Watson goes? To then again, he, is from, he did play at Clemson and kind of seemed like a good old boy too. I remember him saying stuff. I'm, I'm just saying, you have to think about those things in 2021. Uh, I mean, you're going down a weird rabbit hole, but all right. Right. I, I read this one time. I mean, look, you just got to look at a situation. Like, I don't want to get too far off this, but – I'm just curious if the number one pick in this draft coming up would be enough to land. Like if some, if Jaguars get the number one pick, like they're not going to trade for Deshaun Watson, but like if the Miami Dolphins get the number one pick or God forbid, somehow the Carolina Panthers get it, would that number one pick be enough by itself to get Deshaun Watson? I don't know. But what if it, well, I'll put it this way. How about the Jaguars get Chris Olave and Urban Meyer who would, who would have been praising that guy gets Chris Olave. It wouldn't shock me. You think he stays? Do I think who stays? You you think Urban Meyer sticks around? I think he does. Well, I think he. I think of course I think he will at that point. Like I mean, at some point this USC job is going to get filled. I, I don't. I don't think he's going there. I don't think he is either. But like nothing's really. The only other thing I could see opening up next year, and either because of performance or because of age, Notre Dame's a possibility. That's his dream job. Catholics, baby. See, all right, let's move on. Okay, Browns are, are officially releasing Odell Beckham Jr. from according to Yahoo Sports. I just told you that five minutes ago. Well, I, I just got the notification, so your Wi Fi is better than mine somehow. Falcons Saints. Um, this one's about AM Drive Five. I believe the Falcons, let's see, they're getting um, it's six and a half. I thought this thing was smaller earlier on. But everyone's drinking the Trevor Simeon Kool-Aid. I, I said it first. I told you guys years ago he wasn't bad. I mean, what, what are we looking at with the Saints here? I think they're, plus six and a half is a play. They might lose this game. I agree. And they're terrible against the pass. Against the pass. I'm, although Brady, I know, got picked apart. I know that um the Falcons' pass offense is getting a lot better. They just have no Calvin, really. But Kyle Pitts is looking better. Yeah, I understand that. But, I mean, it's a division game. Atlanta, yep. Atlanta covered both division games last year, and the whole Trevor Simeon coming in, a, a quarterback with very little to no tape is always going to have early success. Mike White, I mean, the book's still out on him with that situation. Um, Malone. I think Atlanta covers the six and a half, and I also believe they may win this game. Same here. Okay, Raiders-Giants. Okay, so Vegas overcame John Gruden. But this, that was our head coach. Now they're wide receiver one, Henry Ruggs, who had exploded this year. I don't want to make a joke about explosions here, but his career has exploded, to say the least. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a, a good way to put it. Um, this is exciting news for me as a Hunter Renfro fantasy owner in multiple leagues. Uh, Love that I, guy. I got to imagine he just became wide receiver number one yep. on, on this team. So. Um, I don't have a problem. I think Zay Jones is is definitely just as capable of taking over the Henry Ruggs role as Henry Ruggs was, uh, in my opinion, right now. And not, not to say that you know Henry Ruggs couldn't have had a better career, but as it stands right now, Zay Jones is just fine. Uh, going up against the Giants, going on West Coast to East Coast, this might be a tough one. Uh, but there's a lot of people who love the Raiders in this spot, which makes me weary because I, I kind of like the Raiders too. Um, so I'm, I'm generally going to be off this game, but – 
if I had to have a lean right now, it would be Las Vegas and just waiting through all of this off the field distraction. The Giants are a bad team, even at home. Yeah, but they they've covered. They seem to find a way to cover with Daniel Jones. I don't know what it is, but well, they're four and four against the spread, so they they cover okay. half the time. They could have covered against the Cowboys if they hadn't lost their quarterback. So <laughs> and they're one and three at home. Leave me alone. Okay, Chargers Eagles. Nick Sirianni versus his former team, which I didn't know. I think Nick Sirianni's done a, a decent job with the Eagles, and now he's playing the Char. I think. The spread right here is two for the Chargers, and which means Vegas re- – people understand that Chargers have put up two crap shows against the – um. they played the Ravens, and I think – who was the next team? Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots, which – I mean, I, I picked in the win, but nobody expected them to just control that game like they did. Well, so, I mean, Eagles to be can fair, get a win here? The Patriots won a football game with one offensive touchdown. So let's not get crazy with that. Well, I uh, I think a lot of people are are looking at the what Eagles what the Eagles did last week. Uh, I believe it was what, yeah. 40, 42 to six last 44 week. Forty four to six, yeah. Against the against the Detroit Lions, looking at the the the, the Chargers coming off of two straight. Ugly wins on top of a bye, and what do I see? I see eighty percent action on the Chargers still. So it's it's still uh, it's there's still belief in the Bolts here at this point against Philadelphia, uh, and Philadelphia is just a team I can't figure out what they want to do. They're they're not a bad team at three and five. They're not out of any any situation here in the NFC. It's it's definitely bleak. We talked about this you know in the middle of the week, but uh, I just don't see a spot where. Um, Philadelphia really should win this game. But that being said, I mean, 80-20, is, is this strictly a fade the public situation here in this spot? Uh, I'm going to lay off of it, but I feel like I feel like anytime I'm on the side of the book, you know, with here with 20% action, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm on the right side here. And LA coming west, or excuse me, coming east from west. I know you hate that trend, but it's still it's still legitimate. Problem is it's a one o'clock game for them. So I, I don't know. I mean, ultimately all the stats say that. The Chargers should really beat up on them, but Philly's scrappy. Philly just doesn't ever seem to want to, uh, you know, just give away games. So, I mean, kudos to Sirianni for at least having his team do that. I think we see Jalen Hurts in a big way, and I think it's going to be running the football. Jalen Hurts on his feet, Gainwell, Boston Scott. If you can find Boston Scott in fantasy this week, I think he's a big pickup for you as well. The Chargers have one of the worst run defenses in the NFL, and if Philadelphia is going to win, that's the key to it. So, I would probably be leaning Philly, but ultimately, I'd just stay away from it. But it's a good game to watch. What if I told you that Daniel Jones has more rushing yards this year than Jalen Hurts? I don't not believe it. I'm I just mean, telling you. It was, is, it was crazy to me. Those aren't relevant stats, though. No, but I thought it was, I thought it was crazy because like everybody knows Jalen Hurts is a running quarterback. And, I mean, I, I thought it was crazy about those. I didn't, I, I didn't expect it to be a stat like that. I, I don't necessarily believe that the – that people believe Jalen Hurts is a running quarterback because mm. he, while he's mobile, I, I don't think – I mean, like, what are his stats? Legit. Like, what are his it's stats? It's like 4'12", and I think, like, Daniel Jones is like 4'30". So you're talking about 18 yards? I thought it was like a, a vast – But he's played one less game, though. Okay. Well, he also didn't he, – he broke off, like, two long runs. So most of okay, his – Okay, then congrats, white guy. I'm not sure how this game between the Chargers and the Eagles became into a – a slob over Daniel Jones. Because Hurts and Jones were the last two quarterbacks we talked about in terms of the games. And they're both and and one of them's gonna be out of the league here real soon. Jalen Hurts sucks for you, bro. <laughs> yeah, it sucks for you. You have to tell your buddy Daniel Jones he can't play football anymore. Leave him alone. Packers Chiefs, this game is a what could have been. Um expectations for Jordan Love. Aaron, I think I like I, I was impressed with Jordan Love in the preseason, albeit. And like you said, it's tough to play a guy when you have no tape on him. Matt LaFleur's done a good job with Aaron Rodgers, and I think Chiefs are going to be in a lot of hell if they lose this game. I think they will. Why anyone would want to be on this game on either side is beyond me. I I agree. It's just you have the Chiefs who are struggling. They are committing turnovers left and right. And now they get a a break, so to speak, against Jordan Love, (laughs) who's been in the system. It's not like he's just some guy they signed off the streets. 
so I guess we'll find out here what the situation is. I mean, the Chiefs defense is atrocious. 6.4 yards per play, last in the NFL. 11 total sacks on defense. Their defense is just bad. Like, I, I mean, this is a spot where you want the offense to get back rolling for Kansas City. I mean, we like it better when Kansas City's offense is rolling. But how can you how can you feel comfortable, you know, this line moving five points away nah. from anything? Like, I, I can understand if you wanted Kansas City as a pick em back in, the, you know, when, when Aaron Rodgers, I believe, I believe this game was like a one and a half or a one in favor of Kansas City. If you, if you had that line, okay, fine, but not seven and a half. And on the flip side, you know, Jordan Love, I mean, he's getting steamed with action. I think the the public loves this whole, like, don't overreact to Aaron Rodgers play. But, uh, no, Aaron Rodgers really matters. Fair enough. Do you want KC minus seven here? No, I'm not betting anything. I, like I, That's what I'm saying. I can't understand how anyone would even want to have a play on this unless you already had it previous to the COVID news. What about over 48? I mean, this total just dropped seven points in a day. Like, no, I don't want any part I'm okay of with that. I'm, I don't want any part of this game. Nothing. No part of this game. Fair enough. Cardinals 49ers in an NFC West matchup. Kyler still questionable with a bad ankle. I, I, don't, I, don't, think, I don't think he's going to play, to be fair. I think he should play, but I don't think he wants to play with that ankle. Well, I mean, the line's moving further and further toward that that uh that status the fact that kyler murray may not go in this spot um colt mccoy is the backup i don't hate i like him that option but i mean he's not kyler murray and he's right he's i think he's like i think he's like 10 and 13 against the spread since the u.s doesn't even have this game anymore which is unfortunate uh i actually caught this because i liked san francisco all week because they actually have Jimmy Garoppolo back. The last time they played this game in Arizona, it, I believe it was Trey Lance's first start, and he looked abysmal. It, but <sighs> the Cardinals looked just as bad with a fully healthy team. Now they're less healthy, might not even have Kyler Murray, and we expect them to, at the, at the beginning of the week, cover the two and a half. I took San Francisco early two and a half. Um, I'm going to tease them back down again, uh, back to a, a dog. But I like, I mean, everything points to San Francisco in this, even if Kyler Murray plays. So just, I mean, give me San Francisco minus whatever up to, you know, two points that they are currently right now. Uh, if you can even find a line on this. Sunday night football on NBC. Carry on what Sunday night football features the Titans and what's left of them against the Rams. Seven and a half here. I got Tennessee plus seven and a half because I think Adrian Peterson and um, our good friend McDonald's is going to do okay. Um, I think it's it's a good enough formula. Maybe the Rams win, but Stafford in prime time under the big lights, I don't like it. But I do like Adrian Peterson getting a, a chance with fresh legs here. I mean, I don't know if you call them fresh legs, but he's a guy who stays in shape. They're pretty fresh, yeah. And, and I like I like plus seven. If you're giving me the seven and a half, I'll take it. Six and a half, maybe not, but seven and a half, I'll take it. LA is not a great team at home against the spread, just two and two currently this year. They are all in. We know that. They've got Von Miller this week. Everything points towards this being the Super Bowl favorite. But I'm actually looking at this spot. This is really going to matter to me about how Ryan Tannehill plays. Yep. They paid him a lot of money, and here's a spot where he needs to earn it. Uh, I don't think they can win this game. But um, I do believe they can stay within that number. And I'm hoping. This is a game I'm going to wait on, but I'm hoping that number keeps moving up. I'd like to see it at eight, eight and a half. And like I told you, this is a big teaser week. If I can find a way to get Tennessee involved in a teaser at like 14 and a half or 15, I'm all in. So uh, I, I, I don't just discount the fact that the Rams will probably win this game, but I think uh, they're going to surprise Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels and, and Tennessee will keep this competitive. I'm not sure how much Adrian Peterson will see, but I think uh, I think Jeremy McNichols might have a chance to really make a name for himself. We'll see. Alrighty, you ready for it? Always. AM Drive Five presented by pickamores.com slash fly. That's pickamores.com slash f l y to help us out. It's 100 free to play with with cash prizes. Make your picks this week before it's too late. All right, Aaron's five, or you want me to go first? I'll go first since you just go announced ahead. it for me. 
Um, <clears throat> all right, so my five, I have three college and I have two professional games here. First one I'm going to take is the 15 points that Nebraska is getting against Ohio State at home. Uh, a team that uh, Scott Frost still has them fighting hard despite the struggles this year. They're three and six, and it doesn't look good for Frost, uh, although I think he still might keep his job. Um, I'm just really impressed that they still fight despite all of this this turmoil that's going on, and I'll take the 15 points. Surely as a hate play. I don't think Ohio State's that good in my opinion. So um, I'm going to take that. Cincinnati, I'm going to take them to cover. Cincinnati by a million, but I only have to lay <laughs> 22 and a half against Tulsa. A million, a million, a million. So, uh, so go ahead and go Bearcats in that one. Uh, I'm going obscure here off the, off the beaten path. Um, Marshall at Florida Atlantic. I'm going to take Florida Atlantic on the money line. They're getting one point. I don't know the exact money line, but might as well take the one. Or excuse me, might as well take the money line at this point. You're going to get a little plus money there. Uh, two one and one at home against the spread, and uh, they are four and zero straight up. Um, excuse me, four and zero straight up at home. FAU Marshall's uh, had higher expectations for this season, but after a few losses, it doesn't look good for them. They're going plus one. No, I'm going to take the money line, but right. I, I mean, you can get plus one. It's six to one. I don't know why you would lay minus one ten to take the one point um, here in this spot, but uh, I'm going to take Florida Atlantic on the money line to win a nice home game in a spot where Marshall's just kind of pissed they didn't get involved in in conference realignment. Uh, I think they should have been the team to go up to the American Conference, and I think they got host. So that might be pissed. That might be a little pissed off from that one. So, all right, moving into the uh, the games uh, where they get paid to play <laughs> from the team, at least. Uh, I have Baltimore boat racing Minnesota this week coming off a bye. I know they probably didn't, you know, didn't love everything about that Bengals game, but Minnesota's bad. So give me, give me Baltimore minus six before that goes any higher. And then Carolina, I'm going to take Carolina plus three and a half. I don't love this game. I'm really hoping Darnold plays. It's, it's actually trending more towards it looks like he might not. Mm -hmm. uh, but the Matt Rule, P.J. Walker connection, and the fact that uh, P.J. Walker can run the football, which adds an element, and the fact that Christian McCaffrey is probably going to play this week. Um. I think there's so much positive going in the neighborhood of Carolina. And again, I still think that I, despite the win against the chargers that the, the, the Patriots are just an average football team. So Carolina plus three and a half. Disagree with that one, but okay. Um, okay. Coastal Carolina versus Georgia Southern. I got under 59 and a half. I think Georgia Southern has done pretty good with the unders. Um, I, I, I'll actually like, this game not being a shootout. I like it being a lower scoring game. So under 59 and a half for me. Missouri versus Georgia. I got Georgia minus 39 and a half. I'm going with them. Ugh. That number keeps on moving up. I think it was like a 37 when I checked earlier. It's going up and up and up and up. I'm going to take it while I can before it's 40. <laughs> I just think Georgia's going to go crazy on. I think they might have another shutout here. Broncos, Cowboys over 49 and a half. Broncos have no Von Miller. Now that that's been a thing this year because he's been kind of dinged up. But Cowboys, I don't buy their defense. I'm sorry. I think over 49.5 is in play here. Falcons plus 6.5 against the Saints. Division game, like you said, they covered both times, like you said, last year. And I, I trust Matt Ryan against this uh, Saints team. Either they lose by three on a field goal or if they win on a young way coup field goal, I'll take that. Chargers-Eagles over 49.5. I think both teams can play good on offense. Jalen Hurts might take a few shots. And even though we get some pick sixes here, I'll be okay with that as well. Aaron, take us home, bro. I'm Very driving cool. safe. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, we've got – that was a hell of a show, commercial-free for the most part. Uh, I want to thank, all, obviously, our sponsors, Pick'emores, first and foremost. Head over to – what is it? www.pickemores.com backslash fly. I love that that little backslash fly. I'm not quite sure I understand it, but it may, it's it's pretty awesome anyway. We're full, they said there's I think they have like little promotional links and they gave us that one. Hashtag fly safe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah obviously thank you to Pickamores, our title sponsor here. Obviously Popple, Vice Golfs, Fanatics, and uh Buttercloth, which uh, you can always check out all of those sponsors at Mikeandarendrive.com Visit us on all our socials at AM Drive TV on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, and on TikTok. Mike's going to get up on that TikTok for sure. I don't know anything about He's it. He's going to so. fire me if I don't. 
I'm not going to fire you, but I, I mean, you're not going to get any posts from me. I don't know much about TikTok here, but um, for all that being said, hope you have a safe weekend. Enjoy your bets. Gamble responsibly. Use BetUS. Use the promo code 120Z for that 125% deposit bonus. Make some money. Roll it over. Cash it out. Take your significant other to a nice steak dinner this weekend when you win, hopefully with our AM Drive 5 picks. For Michael Carvelis, doing the bird, 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 bird is the word. And I am Aaron Crouch. We appreciate you guys tuning in and listening and watching and supporting our show. Support our sponsors. We'll see you guys Monday morning. Adios!